Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fruitful Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Ashlyn Cubison. I'm an entrepreneur and productivity coach. And today I'm a little nervous, a little excited, maybe even a little scared to dig into a very personal and emotional episode. But before we do that, I do have a quick favor to ask of you. When I left my previous podcast studio, I lost all of my ratings and reviews for my podcast and reviews are super helpful in the podcast world. It helps my show get out there. It helps more people find this valuable content. So if you enjoy my show, would you please consider just taking a couple minutes and leave a quick review on Apple Podcast? It seriously would mean so much to me and as a business owner I'm sure you know just how helpful and motivating getting good reviews are so anyway enough of that let's dive into today's episode where I'm talking about a pretty heavy topic um, there's a chance that I'm going to get a little emotional on this episode but I really I don't want to hold anything back I you know I prayed a lot about it before recording this it took me a few extra days than I thought it was going to to record this episode just because I wanted to really think on things and um, I don't know make sure I don't leave anything out really. One thing that I've really learned going through a miscarriage is that so many other women have experienced a similar loss yet they don't always talk about it and I, I mean, I, I had several friends that I had no clue what they went through and that they had a miscarriage until I had one and then they shared it with me, which believe me, I completely understand that it's, it's personal, it's painful, it's really hard to talk about. You know, it's a personal choice for each woman of who to share it with and when to share it and there's no right or wrong answer. As for me though, as a Christian woman and going through this, I just, I really saw God's faithfulness and his mercy during the absolute hardest time in my life. And it's really been on my heart pretty much since the beginning that I, I needed to share my experience and in a bold way, in a way that I feel God is calling me to share it. Uh, again, I want to make sure because I feel like on the internet and with social media and all these things that, you know, a lot of people point the finger and say, you should do this or you should do this my way or my way is better or whatever. I'm not saying that at all. I understand that every woman needs to handle these things differently and God calls them in different ways and they will help people in different ways. But for me... I'm going to use my little platform that the Lord has blessed me with and I am going to share about this. And I really hope that it glorifies God because he deserves every single ounce of it. I can't stress enough that uh, he got me through all of it. Without him, I don't know. I, I really don't know where where I'd be but it wouldn't be in the place that I'm currently at and I also really hope to encourage other mamas out there who have had this kind of devastating and heartbreaking loss and maybe they're not able to speak about it or maybe it's too hard or 
maybe, you know, they have um, healed some from it, but I don't know. I just, I, I just really hope that I encourage other women and moms out there. Um, this episode is not scripted, so you are going to hear, hear me ramble a little bit more. I'm really going to try hard not to. I have some bullet points, but for the most part, most of my other episodes, I really try to stay on target so that I'm quick and concise and I don't spend too much time just blabbing away because sometimes I do that when I'm nervous. But on this episode, I just felt like it needed to flow more from my heart and let room for the Lord to speak through me. So let's just let's just dive headfirst right now. I feel like it's really necessary that I provide a little bit of backstory for you in case you don't personally know me or you don't follow me on social media then maybe you have no idea even how I got to this point. But my husband and I went back and forth for many years trying to decide if we want a third child. We have two boys who are currently 11 and almost 9. And so as you can tell by their ages, it definitely went back and forth for quite a few years of deciding what we should do. Um, I always felt a calling to have another baby but I also always felt like it was overwhelming or or maybe not the right time I'm a planner and I like to feel like I am in control of my life like everything just needs to go according to what my planner says and I know that's not reality but that is kind of who I am and I just the years kept going by and I couldn't really get rid of this like nagging feeling that I had of either wanting or needing to have another baby. It just like would not leave me alone. So I'm going to back up a little bit more. I've been a Christian since 2008, but I wasn't always close to the Lord. I wasn't always following. I, I got saved, but not a whole lot always. Well, a lot came right after it. But then I sort of like, I wouldn't say moved away, but I just, I don't know, my, my, I wasn't on fire for the Lord, I guess I could say. And my sanctification process was very, very slow. And I know that it was God just being so good and patient with me because I am so stubborn. I am one of the most stubborn people I've ever met. I just, I... Like I said, I'm a planner and I want to have that control. And I just, being able to trust in someone else, trust in God, that is really hard for me to do. But anyway, the question started coming up almost daily in my life. Like it, it was getting ridiculous. It was always like, should I have another baby? I would go back and forth and I'd weigh out all the options. And I thought I was being so responsible of like making lists and trying to figure it out. And it was just... It was out of control. But about three years ago, I started praying really hard about it. I was getting closer to God and I was growing in my faith and my relationship with the Lord. And I just prayed so much about it. And I want to say it was a little over two years ago that I knew what the Lord ultimately was asking me to do was to hand over the size of my family to him. 
He wanted me to just let go of control, stop pretending like I was in control of something and just be obedient and trusting him. That is like a constant theme I feel like in my relationship with the Lord is he is always trying to bring me to obedience. He's trying to bring me to trust in him that he knows what's best for me and he wants what's best for me. And I don't know. I, I let me I just have to be real here. Maybe this doesn't sound like a big deal to you. Like, oh, what's the big deal? You prayed about it, you gave it to God. Like, it's not that hard. Oh my gosh, this was the hardest thing I think for me to do was to really give over my family size to God and just trust that I didn't have to have a plan. I didn't have to be actively trying to have a baby. Like whatever happened, happened. Okay, so that was a couple years ago. Now fast forward to end of April 2021, I had three positive pregnancy tests at the end of April and early May. And then Mother's Day of um, 2021, I had my very first miscarriage. I started bleeding after having those few pregnancy tests. So this was only like, you know, maybe 11 days after my missed cycle. We went to church that morning, even though I was cramping and I was just like really uncomfortable because it just felt like that was where I needed to be. I was hurting physically and emotionally and I wanted God's comfort, but I also was kind of like trying not to accept what was going on. I was just like, you know what? Maybe those pregnancy tests were wrong. Like maybe I really wasn't. I mean, the line wasn't as strong and it truly wasn't as strong as my other children. Like my other children, it was like, bam, like there is the positive test. Like I knew for sure those pregnancy tests were like 100% positive. The pregnancy line was way darker than the other line. This one, not so much. It was a little bit lighter than the other line. It was still there. So I was kind of in denial. So I wanted to go to church. We went to church. I did break down at church a little bit, which is a whole nother story because there's other things that went involved with that also. But after church, I came home and I think my husband took the boys somewhere because it was Mother's Day and I just told him I just wanted to be alone for a little bit. And I, I lost it. I lost it on the bathroom floor and I cried out to God. This loss, it hit me so hard and so fast because I don't know. I remember thinking in that moment, like, God, I I gave this over to you. Like, and then I get these positive tests and now I don't like, maybe this means I shouldn't really have anymore. Maybe you're telling me not to have anymore and that I shouldn't do it. And maybe I just misinterpreted everything you've said to me every time I've been praying and reading my Bible. And so I just, I was like totally overanalyzing everything. But I will say, I did find peace and comfort relatively fast with this miscarriage. I, you know, I, I, I went through this process of trying to analyze everything. Like, why did I go through this? Why did God want me to go through this? Um, you know, again, like maybe he was showing me that another baby wasn't in my cards. Like I, I was going down the wrong path or whatever. But ultimately, as I was healing, I knew that I was so heartbroken over that baby. And I think it was just not the right time. And he really, 
wanted me to remain faithful. He wanted me to remain obedient to him. He wanted me to just keep trusting him. So after I went through all those possibilities in my head, my husband and I, we ultimately prayed about it and decided we were just going to keep trusting him because he has never let us down before. And even though I went through this and it was sad and, you know, I, I, I had a loss, it was going to be okay and I was just going to trust in him again. So now let's fast forward to December of 2021, same year. You know, just, I don't know, six months later or whatnot. It was Christmas Day. I took another pregnancy test because I missed my cycle. And I found out that I was pregnant again. My husband and I were so excited. Like, so excited that we didn't even stop from telling my mom was here and my aunt was here for Christmas. And we told them right away. Just everything felt right. It was such a huge blessing. And our hearts were just like overwhelmed and exploding with joy and I just knew like oh my gosh you know I want this baby I'm so happy that we gave this over to God because I really do want another baby in my life and so my pregnancy was going well um you know I was still sick the first trimester it's like still your terrible (laughs) first trimester stuff it's not like all a blast but I I started getting, you know, cravings. I had food aversions, just total normal pregnancy. I had an early ultrasound around eight weeks because I really wanted to make sure I saw the heartbeats. Um, I got blood work. I made sure everything was perfect because I didn't want to tell my boys too early. And then, you know, you know, most miscarriages I know happen in your first trimester. So I was like, you know, just taking all the precautions. And so we decided to tell our kids. They were really excited. And uh, then we had our first little scare. It was like I was just before 12 weeks. I was like right around 11 weeks pregnant. And my midwife couldn't find my baby's heartbeat. But she told me not to worry. It was still early and the Dopplers that she had at her office, they're not always the best. And she really wants me to be over 12 weeks. And, you know, the baby could easily, because they were so little, could easily be set far back in my uterus or my placenta could have implanted on the front of my wall. There's just, you know, all these different variables. She wasn't worried at all. I wasn't bleeding. I had no signs of anything. She told me to come back in about a week and we'd check again. During that same appointment, I also had the gender reveal, early gender reveal blood work done. And so a few days later, um, we did find out that we were having a girl and our excitement just went up so many notches because my husband always wanted a couple older sons and then a little girl so the boys can, you know, protect their little sister. And it just felt like every prayer and a wish was being answered by the Lord and he was just showering us with blessings because we were being obedient and it just everything felt so so good but I just had a couple of little random thoughts in my head of like what if I lose this baby and it and I didn't know if it was because of the experience I went through before um looking back I do feel like the Lord was sort of preparing me for some things and so we told my husband's parents and 
they were so ecstatic. I mean, they were excited for the baby stage again. They don't have many girls on their side of the family. So they were so excited for a new granddaughter. Like it was just, it was all so beautiful. And we were all so, so excited. And then I went back to my midwife about a week later for a heartbeat check. And almost immediately we heard her. So hallelujah. We were all so excited. Like we got the heartbeat It was healthy, it was strong, she counted it, everything was perfect. So we're like, okay, good, you know, either she was sitting too far back in my uterus or the Doppler just wasn't strong enough, no big deal. Then I went back for my next appointment at 17 weeks and we heard the heartbeat right away and then we heard a quick like on the monitor and then there was no heartbeat. And she spent uh, quite a few minutes trying to find the heartbeat again because we heard it once and my uterus was still growing. I had zero pain. I had no bleeding, nothing. Everything looked perfect. But my midwife was like, you know what? I just want to schedule you an ultrasound because she really believed that my placenta must have implanted on the front of my uterus and the baby kept hiding from the Doppler because of where the placenta was. So I had a ultrasound heartbeat check on March 25th. That was my ultrasound appointment. And, you know, before we went, I I, I think it was the morning of, it might have been the night before. It's hard for me to remember. I think it was the morning of, but I told my husband, I was like, you know, are you sure you and the boys want to go? Like, what if there's not a heartbeat? just because I was worried about what had happened before and I really felt like God prepared me that night before I held my stomach I just kept praying to feel her move because I had felt a couple little flutters before and so I just in the back of my mind I think I knew but I didn't want to admit it I didn't want it to be true and I wanted to give my husband the opportunity so I told I told him that and he's like no you're crazy everything's perfectly fine like he was so confident and so excited and so we took our kids to the appointment and I'm happy we did I really am um but so we're in the appointment and I you know the tech comes in and puts the gel on my belly and the baby comes up on the screen And my heart drops and I hear my oldest say, oh, look, she's sucking her thumb. And my youngest jokes and says, no, she's picking her nose and they're having fun. But I knew, I knew my baby wasn't alive. And I whispered to her and I just said, is there a heartbeat? And she grabbed my arm and she said, no, I'm so sorry. And my husband, Paul, just fell on top of me. And immediately just sobbed and screamed. And he didn't know, you know, like as a woman, I feel like you see and you know, and you know what the heartbeat's supposed to look like. You know what a live baby looks like. You just know you're, you know, that baby's inside of you. You have a little bit of a different connection at least that's how it was with me and so my husband I I didn't cry right away I just 
was telling him, you know, like, I'm sorry. And like, it's okay. And then I just told him, you know, can you, can you take our boys outside? And Sesh, my oldest was, you know, crying earlier because he understood what was happening. My younger one didn't really know what was going on. And so he was uh, confused. He didn't know why his dad was crying, sobbing. So Paul took the boys outside. And I know during that time he told them like, you know, I'm sorry boys and it's okay. And I know they cried and sobbed on him. And when they left, I let I let more out. You know, I cried a little bit more, but I kind of, I don't know. There's just something about me that when other people are crying, I, I tend to not cry and I tend to want to take care of them. So the baby had no heartbeat, but I wasn't bleeding. I wasn't miscarrying. Um, we finished up with my ultrasound. She told me that she was going to call my midwife right away and so then when we got in the car that's when I just broke down it was a cry that you know you just can't you can't recreate so we're driving home we're all crying it's a hot mess in that car (laughs) and I'm trying to like you know comfort my kids and I'm I'm trying to you know let them grieve but also like give them some sort of reassurance and just not 100% knowing what to do but it was a huge experience that our family went to through together and you know as hard as that was I think that it was a blessing to have us all there together and to experience that at the same time where I didn't have to come home and then and then tell them and then them feel like they never got to see her or anything like that. So my midwife calls and, uh, you know, she's upset and sad and apologetic and just asking if there's anything that I can she can do for me she was on her way to another delivery so that was you know another little hard like just a little salt in your wound when you're going through that but uh she wanted to give me the weekend because it was Friday she's like you know it's Friday like you're not bleeding if you start to bleed or you start to cramp you want to go to the emergency and was kind of giving me some information like that and then like let's talk about it and I just want to give you some time to process this well that's not how I function (laughs) I love information information makes me feel comfortable information makes me feel I guess in control makes me feel like I know my options I do not like being ignorant or confused um, to certain things so plans just give me comfort it's my personality so I asked her I said no I I want to I need to know my options now and I need solutions now I, I need to know what's going on so long story short <laughs> she gets me in contact with the doctor at St. Luke's in Nampa and he is willing to see me that day if I could get there by like 2 p.m or something crazy and it was like it was like 
28 minutes away from when she told me but my husband and I went I have a very sweet friend locally who came to be with my kids who you know I trusted to be able to be with them during that time so we went we got the information um and I I was really wanting to labor my baby I wanted to you know have her naturally I didn't want to go through surgery but the doctor that I met with uh the OBGYN he just told me he's like I will not approve you to labor your baby the only option I'm comfortable giving you is for you to have a DNC which you go completely uh DNC which you go completely under um completely under anesthesia for uh that was the only solution he was open to giving me he was a very nice man like I have no complaints at all it just wasn't what I wanted to hear and I I asked again and he told me again and then I asked him like the the number one thing on my mind was like what happens to my baby like I wanted to know like where does my baby go and he told me my options and I could take her home so that was what we started getting in the works. Um, I had to wait a little bit to be able to get on the schedule for the surgery because he had already some other things like C-sections and things that were planned and the OR room was only open so much, whatever. So we had to get all that figured out. I had to get a COVID test, but it gave me over the weekend. So I had the rest of that Friday, Saturday and Sunday, still pregnant um but knowing that my baby wasn't alive inside of me and so that night I I knew that it was so heavy with my kids that I just wanted to get out of the house we ended up going to the park with friends the same friends who watched my kids when we stayed home um it just felt you know I I made calls I did all the other things too in between and told people but we we went to the park we went and ate. It just felt like it was what I needed to do. And then Friday night when we got home and got the kids in bed, man, I went to go to sleep and I just, I could not sleep. It was the most spiritual warfare I have ever experienced in my life. I was terrified. I felt like I was going to die because I I knew that the Lord was preparing me for the baby uh, throughout my pregnancy. I just had little signs and, and thoughts and just like preparations that it could have only been God because it, it helped me get through it. It helped me understand it. And then suddenly I felt like, oh my gosh, maybe the God's calling me home too. I don't do well with medicine or anesthesia. Um, I have a gene mutation and I just don't handle meds well at all. And I was terrified. I couldn't sleep. Um, and then the next morning I went out and uh, it was like 4 in the morning or 4.30 in the morning, something like that. And I, maybe it's a dot later because when I opened the door, there were donuts on my porch and that made me lose it. I broke down in tears because a sweet family from church they brought us over donuts for our kids in the morning and just like little thoughtful things just made me come undone because it really helps to know that 
people are there for you and that they care about you and your family when you're going through something hard like that. Then I went to our local park that's right by my house um, really early in the morning still like half in my pajamas half in like uh you know outdoor jacket I just was a mess and I sat down there's a little pond there where the ducks and stuff are and swim and I sat down there and I just prayed out to God and I just you know I begged him for understanding I I told him I wanted my baby back like I just I was just raw and then I listened to a song that another friend from church sent me and it was a Shane and Shane song and it absolutely wrecked me but it absolutely was 100% what I needed to hear and it was just you know really no matter what God does I will continue to worship him and I will continue to trust him and then over the next 48 hours there was lots of tears lots of friends and family reaching out like the amount of love that we got was absolutely incredible I can't imagine going through something without other people like I just the community that I have here in Idaho the outpouring was amazing so then I I was scheduled for surgery um and they called me uh, Monday morning and they said, we have an opening. Can you come today instead? And so I, I said yes and um, I went in for surgery. And I just wanted to make sure that I, I prayed. By this time, my mom was in town and um, was watching our kids. She, she flew out pretty much immediately. And... Uh, you know, I just, I really wanted, because God just brought me so much comfort during this time. Like, there's so much that I feel like I'm missing. There's so much that I feel like I'm not sharing and that I'm not able to say all the people that impacted me and all the ways that God worked through others and how I felt his presence so much during this. But one thing I really wanted to do, and I don't know why, I just felt like it was on my heart, is I wanted to try to honor God during the miscarriage I wanted to try during the surgery to pray to read a bible verse to to know a bible verse to say to something that maybe I could impact some of these people because I don't I don't know if they're believers or if they're not but I don't know it was just something that was on my heart it was just a way that I could still share his good news and share that even when you're going through hard things like God is so good he's so good to the brokenhearted he's so good when you call out to him and when you need him so I kept saying this prayer I was pretty nervous going into surgery I'm not gonna lie I just I don't like it I don't handle things well I just am not I know most people probably I maybe everybody doesn't like it but I just feel like I'm over the top with it so there was a, a Bible verse though that I memorized because I said it so much that I couldn't help but memorize it. It was I, Isaiah forty-one thirteen, and it's, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. And 
thinking of God just holding my hand and telling me not to have any fear that he's going to help me. That brought me a lot of comfort. So I kept saying that over and over and over again. And then as I was getting wheeled back after like anesthesia, everybody came in. I'm all checked in. They allowed my husband to stay with me, which was such a blessing because, you know, this is still kind of like a lot of the hospitals are stupid with COVID and loved ones have to be by themselves and all these things. So they made an exception because of the type of procedure I was having and because I was in my second trimester and having a miscarriage, they allowed him to be with me up until the point that they rolled me back. And so as they're rolling me back, I'm like praying to these people because I asked them if I could and and the best thing was I was like the only thing I told them I was like the only thing is I'm probably going to pray a lot during it like is that okay like on the way and they're like the lady just looked at me I don't even know who she was to be honest I think she was helping the anesthesiologist I don't know the anesthesiologist helper I don't even know exactly what she was and she just looked at me and she said you're amongst believers please pray And that felt so good to know that God just had me in his hand. There was, okay, there was this one RN though. He was a little funny and he was kind of goofing off and like just being a little odd. And I'm like, dude, I'm in here and I'm not that happy. But I just kept looking at him because for some reason he just, he caught my attention in some way. And, uh, my husband said that when they were wheeling me back, he was in the corner somewhere else in, you know, in the room, like a different room. And he saw him as the nurse was walking him out to go to the waiting room. He saw him, he's like, oh, they're leaving without me. And he like ran forward. So he's just kind of a character. But once I got put under, obviously you don't remember anything then, but I remember waking up and I just heard, Ashlyn, it's time to wake up. And I lost my mind from that moment forward. I was crying that I wanted my baby, that I wanted to hold her, that God, I needed you. Like, please give me my baby back. I was delirious. But then I was half praying for all these people that helped me. And I said, God, please bless them. Like, I was just a mess. I don't even remember everything I was saying because obviously I was so hopped up on all the medications they gave me. But I just remember being a wreck when I woke up. And what I remember is that nurse, that goofy man, he grabbed my hand. And immediately it started calming me. I was still crying but in my heart and I just gripped onto his hand and I just remembered that verse for I the Lord your God will hold your right hand saying to you fear not I will help you and I squeezed his hand I don't know how long I held it for because at one point he said to me Ashlyn I have to go help someone else I don't even remember the person's name I have to go help so and so would that be okay can I let go of your hand now and like at that point my husband was finally coming in anyway but I said yes of course I let go of his hand but like I just my mind was blown remembering that and just knowing that God was there for me during the hardest time of my life and the journey has not been easy I, you know, still have moments. I still think of things, but I 
have so much peace knowing that my baby is in heaven, that she will never feel any pain, that she is in the glory of God. And I just, I know that I picked out her name a few days before because God wanted her named. I got to take her home. She had to go to pathology with my placenta because I ran some tests on my placenta. But then we got to pick her up. We got to have a service for her. And I just, I think the thing that I really want to get through to anybody, if you're struggling through something like this or maybe it's something completely different, just know that when you are weak, God is so strong and he will carry you through it. He loves you so much and he wants to be there for you and to take care of you. And also, another thing that I've really learned through this, I guess these are my three things. The three things that I've learned. So, you know, God is strong when you're weak. And two is when you share your pain with others, when you open up in that way, I I struggle with that normally. Like I don't want to tell people my pain or my problems. Like I don't want anybody pitying me or anything like that but when you share your pain with others people just show up in the most beautiful ways for you and then third because this is a business podcast and I know I've said nothing about business during this is business can wait in the big picture it's not as important as our culture has made it out to be business your social media, your company, your clients, everything and everyone will still be there waiting for you when you come back. And even if you lose a few clients, say, there's others out there. And I think that was such a huge blessing for me to see is that I don't have to always be productive because I didn't do a whole lot after having the miscarriage. I, it wasn't like immediately I was fine. I saw God's hand through it all. God kept giving me comfort. God kept relieving me of some of the pain. God kept pointing me in the right direction, but I was crushed. I still can be crushed if I think about it. Like, you know, like if I dwell on it, I should say, but One of the most beautiful things for me, beautiful lesson I learned, is that what's most important, it really helped me. I, you know, I I talk a lot about priorities and putting those in the right order. And it totally caused me to reevaluate my business, life. And just my goals. What do I want to be doing with my time? Because I'm a huge proponent of productivity and not wasting your time. But even if you might be productive in one area, could you possibly still be wasting your time? It's kind of a question that I've been kicking around lately. Like, what am I here for? And what should I be doing with my time to make the biggest impact, not only here, but for the kingdom of God. And those have really been my lessons. And 
getting back to work after this and focusing on these new found priorities, these new like goals has just been a really beautiful thing to see. I have been doing less and I have been focusing more on quality things if that makes sense. I really hope it makes sense. I know that this was a full episode of kind of me just pouring a lot out on you but I really hope that it's been helpful and it hasn't just been me blabbing away for I don't even know how long. This has been way too long of an episode, way longer than I normally do. But I just want to pray for you, friends. I pray that no matter what you're going through, that you can find comfort in God and that you can show yourself a little bit of grace and just reevaluate your priorities in life and make sure that your first things are truly first. And that's all. That is my little spiel. And thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. And I will see you in the next episode.